Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Blessed One, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Hallelujah. We bless you, O God. Lift up your hands and bless the Lord for just a moment. You are saying, bless the Lord, O my soul, and everything that is within me. Bless his holy name. Yes, Lord. Thank Let you. the name of the Bless Lord be name, lifted Lord. up. He said that, and when I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. Yes, Lord. May we be drawn to the Lord this morning yes, as Lord. we lift his name yes, Lord. up, as we enthrone him. And as we put him above all, may we be drawn closer and closer and closer and closer and closer to May God see you this morning. There are so many people here, but may you stand out as an individual that God sees and that God is working with and God is hearing you. And God is coming through to you, even as that individual. We give you the glory, O God. We give you the glory. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that it is by the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. That means we are very consumable. Is that not so? So. We are very consumable. Yes. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Mm. 
means you can be consumed yeah. at any time. Yes. So if you are not consumed, God has had mercy on you. Thank you. Thank That's you, why Jesus. we always want to lift Thank him you, up Lord. and give him the glory. Because it is his mercy that has kept us from being consumed by whatever consumes. Thank you, Jesus. And what consumes is plenty. Yeah. Because his compassions fail not. Lift your hand and thank God again for his compassion. Thank you. For his goodness. Compassion compassion. is talking about your goodness. His goodness, compassion. Yes, Lord, we are grateful. He said he considers us. Thank you. And he knows our frailty. And he knows he considers that we are but dust. Yes, Lord. Thank you. We make our mistakes. We do what is not the best, what is not right, what he doesn't want. But he considers us. And he considers our state. And says that these people, they are weak, they are bad dads. Compassion. He's a compassionate God. He's a compassionate God. Thank you. Thank you for considering us. Look at this one in verse 23. Lamentations. Two, three, Lamentations 3. In verse 23, he said, They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, yes. Is it not a yes. song we sing? Yes. The mercies of God are new every morning. every morning. Every morning. He has a new, fresh oh. provision oh. of his mercy. Every, Every morning. morning. Wow. It never runs Beautiful. out. Clap wow. for God. Wow. Clap for God. Clap for God. Clap for God. No matter what happens, we don't run out on the mercies of God. Thank you. He renews them for us. Thank you. Every morning. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Wow. Therefore, will I hope. In him. Wow. Beautiful. The Lord is good mm. unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Wow. It is good. Wow. So the Lord is good to them who wait. For him. Wow. Those who have time for him, he's good to them. Wow. Is God good all the time? All the time. Yes. All the time. God is good all the time. Yeah. Is God good to everybody? Everyone. But sometimes you see in the scriptures that there are some people who receive some special mm. yeah. treatment mm. from God. I pray that you will be one of such people. Yes. And every time you see in the scriptures that there are some people, I mean, God is good. God is good towards everybody. But what we are reading today, you can see that there are some people who stand and their position is said that 
they are more likely to see, to experience, and to um, to receive the goodness of God. Then you try to force yourself into it. Thank God again for the mercies of God. Thank you for your They are new every morning. Note that they are new every morning. Not Sunday morning. Oh, no. Every morning. Not Sunday morning. Oh. Oh. Every morning. Every morning. So every morning is a good time. Wow. To go to God and thank Him yes. for the new supply of mercies. Thank you. By the time you wake up, they have brought a, fresh a new basket ah. full <laughs> of mercies. Wow. You used yesterday's own. Oh. Oh. And many of us, we need a lot of mercy because. Oh. Yeah, we are too. Oh. Our things are plenty. So it gets finished. Pray that it doesn't finish before the day ends. But I'm sure God will find a way of even replenishing when it's getting finished Uh, in the day. Thank you. Ask your neighbor. Oh, yeah. We are troublesome. Oh. Until we hear more mercy. More mercies. All the oh. time. Big baskets. When you mercy, I have a child, You will even detest life. Because mm. if you are there, they are whipping you all the time. How do you enjoy life? Not at all. When I was going to school, I didn't like to be whipped at all. It was a big problem. But when I was a teacher, I liked to whip. <laughs> I've been a teacher before. Wow. I won't tell you that I'm giving you three or four or five. I whip and I look into your face. I did not come on me with that account, then I'll allow you to go now. But thank God for thank his God. mercy. Father, thank we God. bless you. Thank God. For your mercy that never fails. Mercies that are renewed ah, every morning in Thank spite of our estate and some weakness and our wickedness and our forgetfulness and our wickedness and and and, and what 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 our omissions and our not respecting you even the way we have to our not working for you the way we have to our not giving ourselves in a way but the mercies are renewed unto us every morning thank you that we have come once again into the new mercies of god we bless you in jesus name amen beautiful what a blessing. You may be seated. Chapter 16 of Everything by Prayer, Nothing Without Prayer. Chapter 16 is how to pray and do greater works. How to pray and do greater works. We 
are in our season of prayer and I pray that you are part of it because you need it. Oh yes, you need it. You need prayer. And we are not praying the prayer for the year. Because you can't finish praying. But we are praying to um, get ourselves going and also organize things for the course of the year. And it's important. Before Jesus started his ministry, he went and prayed for 40 days. He was fasting and praying. He, was not, he didn't finish praying over there because he continued praying all through the ministry. But it's important that at the beginning of a venture or a season, you give yourself to prayer, time to pray. If you are starting a new job or a new business, it is important that you give yourself time to pray. It doesn't mean that you have finished praying for your business, but what it means is that you would you, you set it up on a good foundation. We call it the foundation of prayer. When we are starting our church, somebody is starting a church, you have a foundation of prayer, you pray for at least 50 hours of prayer before you start. Doesn't mean you will not pray again, you will continue. So the prayer at the beginning of the year is also a foundation for the year. And some people will say that, why do you have to fast and pray at the beginning of the year? Every day you can fast and pray. Oh, sure. Every day you can. Any day. can do it in September. can do it even at Christmas. But it is absolutely important for you to begin whatever you are doing on the foundation of prayer. Very important. And as we pray, you don't know everything, but things are happening in the realm of the spirit. And I believe prayer changes things. And prayer arranges and rearranges things as you move on. And the prayer you pray today has effect for tomorrow, for next, for years to come. Yeah. But if you are not into prayer as a Christian, you are like a soldier without a gun. True. You are, you are weaponless. Let me finish with what I was saying. The weapon here. Verse 14. Chapter 6. Wow. Are we there? Ephesians 6, 14. Stand therefore, having your loins, get about with truth. So, so truth is one of the important weapons you need. Your loins hold your dress together, your 
armor together with truth. Liars, by the time you are fighting, your armor is dropping from you because you don't speak truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, and 15 says what? And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And 16 says what? Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation. So these are all pieces of the armor and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Then 18 says, praying always. Praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So, why am I mentioning, why am I reading this scripture? Because I wanted to, like I said, to finish the point of the um, unarmed soldier. They have taken your arms from you but you say you are a soldier maybe you are wearing your uniform somebody had his weapon they still managed to kill him is that not so is that not so did it happen in Ghana and you you don't have anything yeah so there are pieces of the armor that are mentioned um, a belt of truth Preparation of the gospel, which is your shoes, breastplate of righteousness, a helmet of salvation, the what? Shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then verse 18 encapsulates all these things in one piece. And the power or the element that encapsulates it is called prayer. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto. What makes all these things work or the pieces of the armor work for you is prayer. Yes. Whether it is breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, whether it is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, whether it is your feet short with the preparation of the gospel, without prayer, all these things are powerless. Because you say that, yes, I need uh, the gospel, I need uh, uh, righteousness, I need truth, I need, uh, but there's nothing about prayer. Is there anything about prayer? There's nothing about prayer, but even how we got into these things uh-huh. is from especially verse 12. Mm-hmm. Verse 12 says what? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places, like some powerful beings that we are fighting with. Then verse 13 says that, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, 
that he may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And then they talk about all the armor that you should take and they never talked about prayer. Is that what you are saying? Is prayer not maybe the first thing you think about? If you have principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and they are all fighting against you, is prayer not the first thing you think and the main thing you do? And that is not mentioned. It is part of it. So we talk about the armor of God. We leave prayer out. But prayer is not out of it. Prayer is verse 18. So when you start from 14, 15, 16, 17, you must get to 18. Don't stop at 17. And 18, it doesn't say that prayer is a, a stone that you have or prayer is your ability to do kung fu fighting or something. But prayer is what is needed to make all this to activate all the things that you have. So if you don't have prayer, they are deactivated. They are not working. So Christians who don't pray, look, you can take the scripture and say, well, the scripture says this, but it's deactivated. There's no power in it. Although you are trying to use scripture and you are trying to do it, you need prayer. So I'm encouraging you that in this season of prayer, You must be part of the prayer. Say amen. How to pray and do greater works. How many want to do greater works for God? And prayer will make you do greater works. John 14, 12 to 14. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the father may be glorified in the son. Verse 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Wow. Is it good promise? Jesus is giving us powerful promises for answered prayer. But starting from verse 12, he shows us again how to stand in the place where if you ask anything in my name, I will do it, will apply to you. And he says that I'm saying to you, if you believe on me, you will do greater works. How many want to do greater works in 2024? In our year of work, you will do greater works. I read this scripture yesterday and I was saying that normally we will shy away from it because it is, Jesus said that the work that I do, shall ye do also. And greater work than this shall ye do because I go unto my Father. Many of us will shy away from it because what Jesus did, the work that he did, we are not able to do a, a, a fraction of it before we'll come out boldly to say we are coming to do greater works than Jesus. And me advice, just say that you are doing greater works than what you did the other day. Is it a good idea? 
If last year you did some work, you are doing greater works. If you did anything before, you are doing greater works. And in our year of work, everybody must aim at doing greater works for God. Write it somewhere. That in my year of work, my aim is to do greater work. That greater than I have done before. Greater than I did two years ago. Greater than I did last year. Greater than I did last month. Greater than I have ever experienced in my life. That is what I am doing for God. In other words, I'm doing more. I'm doing greater things. I'm not changing the scripture. Do you understand? Yes, if you read the thing, that's what it says. If you believe on me, the work that I'm doing, you will do the same. And greater work than what I'm doing, will you do? That's what the scripture is. So let it stay like that. Yes. But you can do greater works. Now, greater works also goes with a firm promise of answered prayer. Which, oh yes, I know. Somebody is saying that, but pastor, everybody's prayer is answered by God. Yes, everybody's prayer is answered by God. That is what, why I said from the beginning that sometimes you see a scripture. He said, the Lord is good unto them that wait on him. Did you read that scripture? Is God not good to everybody? But now it is specified somewhere. People are single. Are that those who wait, who wait on God, those who go into prayer, those who are there waiting on God and, you know, flowing with God in a certain way, God is good to them. But God is good to everybody. But God is good or what? Better, gooder. In school now, because I never team can because better good to some people. I mean, if somebody is kind hearted, he's kind hearted, he's kind to people, but there are also certain people that he would always show kindness to, and that is the person's choice. Are you still here? Are you following me? Because I've finished preaching already. Where was I? Greater works. So the greater works people. Greater works is verse 12. Then verse 13 says what? Look at verse 13. He said what? And whatsoever you will ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He that believeth on me, the work that I do shall he do also. And greater work than this because I go unto my father. And whatsoever you ask. Greater works people have a guaranteed answered prayer. That God will give them 
And a person who gives himself to the work of God and flows with God and works with God has God on his side and God answering or readiness to answer the prayer of that person in a greater measure than he would do for anybody. I'm reading the Bible. And he didn't stop there, but he went to verse 14 and said what? Anything you ask in my name, whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it for you. Oh, I am seeing somebody who is working for a person and has, is working so well and doing so well for the person. He is so useful to the person that he said, anything you want, I will do it for you. I will do it for you. I will do it for you because of what you are doing, because of the work you are doing, because of how useful you are. Anything you want, I will do it for you. May you work for God with the mind of doing greater works. Said that God will notice you and God will say that anything you ask, I will give you. Don't you understand it? Have you been in that position before? Or at least you have heard about it. That somebody like somebody for what they are doing so much that I said, look, ask what you want and let me give it to you. Yes. Greater works people have a guaranteed answered prayer. Listen to me. Greater works people experience the goodness and the provision of God Without praying for that goodness, that particular goodness or provision. Are you still alive? Greater works people experience the provision and the goodness of God without specifically praying for them. Because if you are a man who wants to do greater works for God, you want to do greater, you want to do more, you want to be more involved and you want to be more active and you want to get more results in terms of God, your prayer will be much more of the work you are doing for God and much more of the things that you are trying to do and much more of the souls that you are trying to establish, much more of the church you are trying to establish, much more of the preaching you want to do, the crusade you want to do, these are the things you be praying about. Mainly these are the things that will occupy your prayer, but whilst you are doing these things and you are praying about this, God is also supplying your needs on the other side. It's almost like you don't have to time to pray for your need, but God sees the need and he gives it to you. And somebody without greater works is the one who is always praying about shoes and clothes and um, and, and, and food and things like that. And that is what they are occupied with. And their prayer becomes so selfish that they don't even see any result in it. Listen, it is not just about you. Are Christians listening to me? It's not just about you. It's about God. And it's about God's plan and God's purpose. And what God wants to achieve. Let us not make God like all his issues and all his problems and all his concern must be you. And your concern and your problem. It's not like that. Don't be angry, but it's not like that. You are quiet. eh? 
It's not all about you. And it's not all about that your little problem. It is all about God. And it is all about God's purpose. And what does God want to do? And anybody who can join himself to God. And join God in his purpose. And work with him. And do what he's doing with him. Is more likely to be at the place where he will see the provision of God. And the supply of God. And the goodness of God. Than the one who tries to make their problem. His little problem. Like it must, God must stop everything. And come and attend to your issues. That's not how it works. Ask your neighbor, are you angry already? Because the pastor is saying what? Your problem is not important. eh? (laughs) He doesn't know what problem you have. That's why you come and stand here this morning. And instead of preaching and saying that God is solving my problem, he saw God working on my problem. He's telling me that it's not important. You see, sometimes when you don't even give importance to the thing, that is when you see the solution. Yes. Greater work than this shall you do. Yes, because I go unto my father. Oh, if you join yourself to God's purpose, you would experience the goodness of God and the mercy of God in a different dimension. Clap for Jesus. Look. If he came around and I was busy trying to move this thing and put it up here. And as you came, instead of helping me to move this thing up there, you just stand there and say that, look, even today I haven't eaten. (laughs) My mother left, she didn't give me any money to buy food. And I'm there and I haven't eaten. And even yesterday too, I didn't eat. And they said, and I'm forcing, I'm lifting. It's so heavy. I can't. I'm trying. And you are standing here talking about your little issues. What do you think will be the response? You are a Christian, so when you do cry, you're afraid you go to hell. But if the person came and helped you to live this and put it, he doesn't even have to talk about eating or there's no food or something. I mean, easily you will part with whatever you have. That's how it is with God. When you help God to lift the thing that is lifting from here and putting it on the other side, that means you join yourself to the work that is doing. He said, Whatsoever you ask, I will give you. Amen. John 15, verse number 16. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. You get it? You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. And I have ordained you to go and bear fruit. Now, is it colon? 
Is it a colon? It's not a colon, it's what? Where? Remain, colon. Yes. But where is the comma? Yeah, that's one sentence. That's one distinct word. But when he... Uh, then the two, you see, it looks like two different things are in the verse. He's talking about, I've chosen you to go and bear fruit. I've chosen you to go and bear fruit and be fruitful. Then suddenly prayer comes in. Two different things. But they are not different. Colon. Colon means what? The subsequent um, sentence is explaining and throwing light or giving more uh, clearer meaning to what I've been saying. That I've called you for you to be fruitful. And once you are fruitful and you go and work and your fruit remains, then what happens? Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I will give it to you. Now, we see again that answered prayer, or I like to call it guaranteed answered prayer, is linked to your partnering with God and working with him. Is it powerful? So, in our year of work, let's partner with God. And let's work with God. John 5, 17. My father worketh, and I work. That means God is working, and I'm also working alongside with him. We are working together. We are flowing together. We are in it together. He's moving and I'm moving. He's pushing and I'm pushing. He's organizing and I'm organizing. I'm not like a little child that has come in to help to work because that little one will be scattering the things as you try to organize. Yes, creating more work and more confusion. But I am working with my father. As my father organizes, I am organizing with him. If the unbeliever boss is able to pay you at the end of the month. God, your father that you are working with, he will give you more than pay. Clap for God. Philippians chapter 4, finally. I finish with this scripture for you. God's purpose and God's plan and God's is far more than your little problem. Do you agree? People don't agree. Yeah, we do, but people don't agree. When you are preaching and they don't agree, you can see it from their hairstyle. Four. Let's read verse 16. Please give me the verse. For even verse 15. But what? Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving. 
but ye only. Concerning what? Concerning what? Why does it say giving and receiving? Why doesn't he say giving? Because they gave to him. They didn't receive. But giving and receiving because every giving is followed by receiving. It may not be that direct that you link to, um, you give me like you are going, going to buy something. Uh, how much is your Bible? 100 CDs. Okay, there's 100 CDs. Yeah, you give your Bible, you have 100 CDs. I go with the Bible. Now, but God gives, God, any, anything you give and anything you give to God, you receive from him. When you give your time, your energy to work for God, you receive. When it comes to God, it is always giving and receiving. It's never giving. When you give money, it's giving and receiving. When you are kind to somebody, it's giving and receiving. Always remember that in dealing with God, God is not somebody who is taken away from us. It's like, give me, bring this. Uh, bring your time, bring your money, bring your energy. Do this for God, do that for God. It always comes with receiving more than you have given to the Lord. That's why the Bible says, I give and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure pressed together. Uh, shaking together, running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? It's like the little that you give, now they are shaking the thing together for you. Everything about God, never think God is taking from you, God is cheating you, God is uh, depriving you of your use for, of this thing. And as for God, they are, uh, somebody say, hey, I saw it, the last 20 cities, you have for offering. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Do you see? But it's always giving and receiving. Have it in your mind and in your spirit that with God, it is always giving and receiving. Whatever you give, there's a receiving part of it. Even if you don't see it, is that as I said, it may not be very direct. You give this, then one hour God give you this, or the following day God give you that. But it is always, and let your mind be also on the receiving portion. Yes. Anyway, that's not my scripture. Often they take me back, dear Lord. Yes. No church communicating with me. Um, concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Verse 16. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. They were prolific givers. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Verse 18. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an order of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Then verse 19 is the verse you like. 
But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Why am I reading this? I'm reading this because we, it's the, the scriptures I've been reading, this follows the same line. It's the same thing. They gave to Paul. And Paul is making a declaration that my God, he will supply your needs. Not one need. Not two need. Not, you use the singular word need over there. Whatever is a need in your life, my God, he will supply it for you. It is just a similar verse to I've chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, I will give it to you. It is in the same vein. Because you sent to my name, because you gave, because you sowed seeds, and because you did this, my God shall supply your need. Anything that is called need in your life, my God, he will supply it for you. That's what God is saying. Now, watch carefully. These people, the Philippians that he's talking to, they may not have gone to preach with him. Is that not so? Maybe they were not Basenta leaders. They were not choristers. They were not ashes. They were not singers. They may not have done anything, but what did they do? They gave to support the work that was being done. So their work in partnering with God is that they are given to make the kingdom work possible. And I will stand here and say that everybody who engages in that kind of work, it is work. It's one of the um, 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 one of the gifts, like, um, where is that? He and he that giveth with simplicity. Do you see? It's one of the things, one of the jobs to be done. He that giveth with simplicity. You can't find it. Romans 12, yes, very good. So, in the verse, he's talking about the, or he that exhorted. On exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy. Verse 7, with cheerfulness. Verse 7, or ministry, verse 6. Let us wait on our ministry. Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of it. So gifts. And one of the gifts is what? He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. So somebody is prophesying and somebody is waiting. That is a servant who is working in the house. And somebody is exhorting. And somebody is ministry. And somebody is dead. And another person, he that giveth. It's a job. It's a work. So these Philippians, their work is that they gave to Paul. And just as Jesus said that whatsoever you ask, it will be done. Paul also declares that my God shall supply all your needs 
according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So there are some, maybe you, you are not a basental leader, you are not a leader, but your giving and your support. That's why I will encourage people, if you can, especially even support busing of people to church. It's a great job. Well, I said, this bus from Shikpon Tele. Yes, it's my bus. And I'll come on this again one day. Or bus from where? Lomnava. Yeah. I, I thought you people would be angry that I'm saying Shintele. But you are okay with it. I didn't mention your areas. I said Shikpon Tele. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Because that's your job. Everybody has something they are doing. Maybe for you, this is what you can do. Oh, your giving is your job. Your tithing is also a work that you are doing. That if you do your tithing and you do it, he said, my God shall supply all your needs. Is this not the verse we like? As I was developing the reading, I said, and this is the one you like. Because we like to quote it. Meanwhile, you don't even pay tight. Eh? You can't give in and receiving. I have a word you're giving and I receiving now major in it. Receiving major. Even tight. Now major in receiving. Now. But as we do our best in every area, including giving, including tithing, including our offering, including our support, and including whatever, the same promise of guaranteed answered prayer is also applying in this area. He said, my God shall supply all your need. And it is possible. Somebody shout, it is possible. Somebody shouted, it will happen to me that God will supply every need of mine as I join in the work and I join God and I partner with him and I work with him. God will supply every need of mine in the name of Jesus. I will have no need. I will come and say that every need is supplied. God has done it already. Rise up on your feet. Beautiful. Father, touch our hearts, O God, and let your word find place in us. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice shall position themselves. In 2024, as we join in our year of work, we will join you. And the work you are doing, what is important to you, God, will be important to us. What you are doing and what is your work will be our work. What is your desire will be our desire. What is your concern will be our concern. Help us to put our little things aside and look up to God and join with God. Thank you for answered prayer. Thank you that whatever we ask the Father, he will give it to us. Thank you that whatever we ask, we shall receive. Thank you that because we have given and because we have supported and because we have done what we have to do, you will supply every need. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now close your eyes. You are here. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus.
Say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want to be born again. I want my name to be written in the book of life. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand like this and I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. Right hand up. Jesus should come into your heart. Your name should be written in the book of life. You should be changed and be fit for heaven this time. Right hand up. Anybody. 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 If your hand is lifted, come to me in front here. Come. I'm praying a special prayer with you right in front here. Anybody like that? Come. Anybody. Anybody. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Don't be afraid. Anybody young, old, everybody needs Jesus. Come. Everybody needs Jesus. Come. Everybody needs Jesus. Young people need Jesus. Old people need Jesus. Everybody needs salvation. Today you are receiving salvation. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart today. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood. From today, I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Amen. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.